0: Israel, and the world. Baruch Hashem, beloved ones, and bless the name of the Lord. This is Rabbi Schneider with my beautiful bride, Cynthia Marjorie. We're in the middle of a series, honey, as you know, called Prophecy, Dreams, and Visions. We're focusing on dreams, and you and I were just talking about the mystery of our dreams it's a mystery we go about our lives every day and we do our activities of daily living and then we lay our head on the pillow at night close our eyes and who knows where we end up going we wake up the next morning and we've traveled somewhere in our dreams and it's such a mystery why did i dream that why did i travel on this this journey through my dream and how could that have been created while I was sleeping? It's so huge. You know, scientists can measure certain things in test tubes and instruments, but can anybody explain dreams? I mean, they are beyond the realm of the natural world. People appear in our dreams that we've never met before in our life. They have personalities. I've even heard heavenly music in the night. We're going to be talking today, honey, about how God speaks to us about comfort, giving us strategy, direction, warning us, all these things God can do through our dreams at night. I want you, beloved ones, to pay very careful attention because many of us are missing a lot because we're not listening to the Lord speaking to us in our dreams. Baruch Hashem, beloved ones. Baruch Hashem is Hebrew for blessed be the name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You've probably heard me share it on some of our episodes together. Maybe you've never said it. Why don't you try saying it with me? Let's say it together. Baruch. And I'm giving you an opportunity to say it out loud. Baruch. That means bless Hashem. Hashem. Ha means the, and Shem means the name. So Baruch Hashem is bless the name. Bless the name of the Lord. It's just a common way to give praise unto the Lord. We are in a series, beloved ones, that I'm calling Prophecy, Dreams, and Visions. If you've not been able to tune into the earlier broadcast in this series, I really want to encourage you, go back and watch it. It's on YouTube and other outlets as well. Listen to this simple but profound statement. To disregard your dreams is to disregard God. And the reason that I'm making such a strong statement is It is a proven scriptural fact that God speaks to His people through their dreams at night. In fact, when the Holy Spirit came, as I've been proclaiming in Acts chapter 2, Peter stood up and he said, What you're seeing is the fulfillment of what Joel prophesied when Joel said, In the last days, the Lord will pour forth His Spirit on all flesh, and the sons and daughters will prophesy, the old men will dream dreams, and the young men will see visions. And so when God's Spirit is poured out upon us, one of the things that automatically happens as a result of having His Spirit is that God speaks to us by His Spirit whom He's poured out upon us and now lives in us through our dreams at night dreams are very important and to disregard them once again is to disregard the voice of God speaking into your life because you see there's elements in your life and in my life there's areas in our life details about our life that the Bible doesn't give us specific information on. And I know if you've been tuning in with me on the earlier broadcast, you've been hearing me say this, but for the benefit of those that are tuning into this series for the first time, you see, the Bible doesn't tell you whether you should move to a certain city or not. The Bible doesn't tell you whether you should make a particular investment or not. The Bible doesn't tell you who to marry. There's so many particular decisions that we need to make in life that are detail-oriented. We want the mind of God about these decisions, but the Holy Spirit hasn't communicated the details in the scripture. If you're a young person, the Bible didn't tell you which college to go to, but yet you wanted the mind of God to determine to make the right decision as to which college to go to. God wants to speak to us about the details of our life, and sometimes, beloved one, He'll do that through a dream at night. Now, during the course of this series, I've laid a major foundation. I've talked about the different types of ways that God speaks to us in our dreams and the different reasons He speaks to us in our dreams. And I left off last time saying that oftentimes the Lord will speak to us in our dreams to give us direction and strategy. Now, let me make the comment so no one misunderstood, misunderstands, I've made it before. I'm not saying that every dream you have is from God. In fact, my experience has been a small number of them are. Let me give you a personal example. And the reason that I'm sharing these personal examples with you isn't to lift up my own experience, but to help you to understand this is for now, it's for today, and it's for you. I had a dream that really communicated a deep spiritual truth to me. In this dream, I was once again, I was in a small room. It was like a one-room cabin I was in. It was like in the middle of the woods somewhere. And in the cabin, there was a simple little picnic table, and there was a man sitting across the picnic table from me, and I was the only other one in the cabin. This one-room little cabin, man over here, picnic table, me on the other side of the picnic table, and there was one window where I could see outside. And I knew as I was observing and taking part in the dream that I'd been sitting in this room with this man for a very long time. And I also perceived in the dream that the man that I was sitting across from was a familiar friend. It wasn't like I saw his face, I just saw the man, but it wasn't like his face or anything stood out. All I perceived was I was sitting across from this man He was a familiar friend, and I'd been sitting across from him in this room for a very long time. Suddenly, I began to get really antsy. I wanted to get out of the room. It's like I'd been sitting there long enough, and I just wanted to get out and do something. And then when I looked out the window and I saw the outside beauty, I wanted to get out of that room and get outside. As I began to get up from the picnic table to escape the room, because I'd been sitting there for so long, the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit spoke to me, and here's what He said. He said, that man that you're sitting across from, that familiar friend, that's Jesus. And if you'll just keep sitting across from Him, He is gonna make you completely whole. And what the Lord was showing me there, beloved ones, is to spend time continuing to do what I had been doing already, just sitting before the Lord. It's a discipline. It's agonizing sometimes to do nothing but be still when we're so used to being active. But the Lord was instructing me through that dream to be still, to sit, to sit with Jesus, to just spend time alone with Him. Not run from the experience. Don't run because you want to go do something that you think is going to be more exciting or more stimulating. The Lord was saying to me, just keep spending time alone with me. Just keep sitting before me, and as you do, the Lord was saying to me, I am going to continue to make you whole. The importance of spending time alone with God every day. You see, the Lord will give us specific strategy and direction for our lives through, beloved ones, our dreams. I want to make it clear, as I've stated before, not every dream that we have is from the Lord. The dreams that I'm sharing with you, these aren't like I have these types of dreams every single night, but I have them often enough that they have dramatically impacted and shaped my journey. You see, I've even been warned in dreams at night of things that could happen if I didn't heed the counsel. There's a lot of scriptural examples of this. For example, when we go to the book of Matthew, chapter 2, verse 12 and 13, Listen what the scripture says here concerning Joseph. And having been warned by God in a dream not to return to Herod, the Magi left for their own country by another way. Now when they had gone, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Get up, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to destroy him. In other words, We find ourselves in the midst of the story, Mary had given birth, Miriam we call her in Hebrew, had given birth to Yeshua, Joseph obviously being not the biological father, but Jesus' father that was raising him on earth. And Herod was going to kill the male children during this time because he had heard that a Messiah had been born. And so the angel came to Joseph and said, get out of Israel because Herod's going to kill the newborns here and go to Egypt. How did Joseph gain this direction and this strategy? Through, beloved, a dream. He was warned in a dream. God can warn you from making wrong purchases, making wrong decisions in relationships. He can help you to stay on track if you'll pay attention, and particularly to the warnings God gives you at night. And this is what Elihu wrote about in the book of Job. Elihu was the one counselor that wasn't rebuked. And what Elihu said was the Lord can save your soul from the pit if you'll listen to God's warnings to you through your dreams at night.
1: Blessed are the poor in spirit, for they shall inherit the Kingdom of God. And I want to ask you tonight, do you recognize that you may have a spirit of pride? That Jesus wants to come in, but your spirit of pride and your spirit of religion is blocking him? If you realize that, I want to ask you to raise your hand. See these hands, Father God. These hands that are saying to you, God, I need you. So I repent tonight, Lord Jesus. And I don't hold myself up above others tonight. Instead, I just thank you that you died for me. We say like David said, created me a clean heart, O oh God, and renewed a right spirit within me. Tell me, the The joy joy of of salvation. I renew your eyes.
2: Is the Lord leading you to help Rabbi Schneider around the world? From teaching pastors and evangelism to large crowds in Africa, South America, the Caribbean and more, to preaching and ministering to God's chosen people in Israel, and a dynamic television ministry, Discovering the Jewish Jesus is Reaching the World for Christ. With your support, you'll help send rabbi to deliver the truth of God's word to people who may never hear unless you send him. Visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com or call 800-777-7835 to confirm your part in helping rabbi build up believers in their faith and change lives all over the world.
0: I remember years ago, I had intended on moving to Toledo, Ohio when my youngest daughter had graduated high school because I was shepherding a congregation there. And so I said, it doesn't make sense for me to be living so far away, but I don't want to pull my daughter out of high school in the middle of her high school years, but when she graduates high school, I'm going to then move to Toledo, which was closer to the congregation I was shepherding. So my youngest daughter had graduated high school immediately. I contacted a realtor. Cynthia and I began to look around at houses in the Toledo area, and we found a house. And we really liked the house. We liked it so much, we wrote a contract on the house. It was Friday afternoon. That Friday evening, I went to minister at the congregation I was shepherding. And then late into the evening after the ministry time was over, I drove my car back over to the house that I'd written a contract on. And there was a a, a, like a a, a kind of a chair. It was more like a stool in the backyard. So it's the middle of the night now. You know, I don't remember, 12 o'clock in the morning, even later. I sit on the bench. I'm literally now in that physical premise. I'm, I'm at the property. I'm sitting on the bench and I'm praying. I said, Lord, is this the right house? It seems right. It feels right. I mean, I still had some outs in the contract, you know, if it was inspected and the inspector saw things that I didn't like, etc. But I'd sign the contract. I'm sitting on the bench in the backyard, middle of the night. I hear the crickets chirping. I say, Lord, is this the right house? Lord, this is a big decision. I just opened my heart up, beloved, and prayed. Then after praying, I got back in my car and drove back to uh, the rabbi's quarters where I was sleeping. That night I had a dream. I saw myself in the dream in a stockade. You know what a stockade is? It's like, you know, it's like two pieces of wood and a, there's a little hole in the bottom piece for you to put your neck in and your two wrists in and then a piece of wood comes on top so that you're, you're stuck there. I mean, I never thought about a stockade in my life. I mean, what does a Jewish boy like me know about a stockade? I'm not a, you know, I'm not a military guy. I didn't, stu- you know, I didn't study ancient military history, but it was so clear. And the imagery was so strong, I mean, you couldn't miss it. The Lord was saying to me, if you buy that house, you're going to be trapped. You're going to be in a stockade. And it was so powerful. I woke up the next morning, I couldn't wait to pick up that phone and call the realtor and say, cancel that contract. God save me. making a decision, beloved ones, that would have dramatically impacted my life and I would have suffered greatly for had I not been warned by the Lord and listened to His warning. God will warn you to keep you from making bad decisions through your dreams at night. I remember going back almost 20 years ago and there was a particular Messianic congregation, I won't name where the city was, huge Jewish population, and they invited me to come and minister to them. They were looking for a rabbi, and they housed me in one of the elders' homes that night after I ministered, and as I slept in that elders' home that night, the Lord showed me what would happen to me if I came and pastored that congregation. And because of the information that I received in the dream, I was able to have clear direction and say to the Board of Elders, listen, I don't think this is a good fit. And of course, it dramatically helped me to fulfill the destiny that God had for me. Are you seeing how important dreams are? And how much you can be blessed by following God's leading to you through your dreams? This is why Joel and Peter in the book of Acts said to us, that because you now have the Holy Spirit, God's gonna speak to you through your dreams at night. To disregard your dreams, beloved, is to disregard the counsel of God. This is very critical and very, very important. Do you know, sometimes the Lord will even speak to us audibly in our dreams at night. I mean, sometimes it's just an imagery Most of my dreams, it's just imagery. Simple pictures of scenes and people and so forth that communicate a message. And I talked in some of the previous broadcasts how the language of dreams is symbolic just as the parables of Jesus were symbolic. We have to search the Lord and ask Him for understanding. The Lord will sometimes, however, speak to us even audibly, even in our sleep. Listen, for example, what happened with Solomon. I'm reading in the book now of 1 Kings, chapter number 3. Hear the word of God. In Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream at night, and God said, Solomon literally heard the voice of God, and God said to Solomon, ask what you wish me to give you. Sometimes God will literally speak to us in an audible voice. I've had this happen on several occasions. I remember one time in a spiritual encounter I had with the Lord at night. It was like there was a river of fire rolling into me, back to God, into me, back to God. It was like a circling river of fire. And then the Holy Spirit spoke audibly to me. It was the voice of Father God. And here's what he said to me. I'll never forget it. He said to me, seize my word and don't let anything else in. That was close to 15 years ago. He said to me, seize my word and don't let anything else in. There's nothing in the world that could ever make me doubt that I heard the voice of the Lord that night, that I heard the voice of Father. I've grieved over it. I've prayed about it. Even to this day, Lord, help me to seize your word and not let anything else in. Father, help me to understand what your word is and and how do I seize the whole Bible? Because we speak of the whole Bible as the word. How do I do that, Lord? And as I began to pray and seek the Lord, the Lord began to help me understand what he was saying to me, to, to, to seize the portion of his word that he's highlighting to me at this particular season in my life and don't let anything else in, whether it's the written word of God or whether it's something that he said to me through a dream or prophetically. Seize his word and don't let anything else in. The enemy's always out there trying to give us his own false perception of reality. God is saying, don't let the voice of darkness in. Don't let the enemy's perception of reality invade your consciousness, but seize my word and don't let anything else in. God can speak to us audibly, beloved ones, in our sleep. Sometimes He'll do it with music. Maybe some of you, in fact, I'm confident that some of you, and don't feel bad if you've not had this experience, but I know that several of you at least have had the experience a few times where you've heard heavenly music in your sleep. I probably had that happen to me about a half dozen times over 40 years, where I've literally, in my sleep, heard heavenly music. How do I know it was heavenly music? Because it was so beautiful, so utterly beautiful and moving, something that I've never heard before, I knew it was coming from heaven itself. And one time, the music was mixed with the actual voice of God, where there were little, literal words. On most occasions, I just heard the music was moved by the heavenly music with no words. But one time, I heard the music with words. And here's what the Lord said to me the one time I heard His voice with the music. He said to me, take the details out of the detail and leave out the decimal point. I mean, think about it. I really have had a lot of prayer about that because it's something that, again, it's, it's kind of a riddle language. He said, take the details out of the detail and take out the decimal point or remove the decimal point. There were two different elements that he was saying. The first thing he was saying is, don't get bogged down in the details, give enough detail to make my voice clear, but don't Become so detailed that people get lost in the details and they're unable to be moved in the same way by the message. Take the details out of the detail. Not that details aren't important, but for my purpose, the Lord doesn't want me to get so detail-oriented with you that the message isn't coming through. And then he said this to me. He said to me, remove the decimal point. What did he mean by that? He spoke about giving and loving. Give big, take out the decimal point. Love big, live big, remove the decimal point. Live life big, give big, love big, dream big. Beloved, God speaks to us. I'm speaking about all of us. I'm speaking about you and me in our dreams. As we close out this series now, I want to begin to prepare you for what we're going to do next week. On next week's broadcast, I'm going to pray for you and I'm gonna give you very specific strategies for how you can begin to recall your dreams better and get more out of them. Beloved, I love you. I can't stress how important this series is. Dreams are for everybody. And to disregard your dreams, beloved ones, is to disregard God. Baruch Hashem. Beloved, faith is a gift But faith demands our obedience. Think about it. Abraham received the gift of faith from God, but he had to be obedient and offer up his son. And when we're obedient to the call of faith, our heart is open and we're able to receive Father's blessing. I want to ask you today, if you're being blessed and encouraged by this ministry, would you offer to the Lord your tithe or your offering through this ministry? In other words, God tells us in His Word, number one, that we should honor Him with our tithes and offerings, and number two, that we should do it through ministries that are feeding us. It's because of your obedience, beloved, that the world is being blessed through discovering the Jewish Jesus. And as you are obedient in offering the Lord your tithe and offering, it will open up your heart to receive even more of God, because our faith opens the door for Father's blessing in our life. I wanna thank you in advance, beloved, for your tithe and offering through Discovering the Jewish Jesus. I know as you're obedient to the Lord, he's gonna bless you because of it. I love
3: you, God bless you, and Shalom. Here's how you can partner with us. Send your tax-deductible gift to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, PO Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. Donate online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Call 1-800-777-7835 or text the keyword rabbi to 45777. To show our appreciation, we'll send you an audio CD and download of Rabbi's message of the month and our most recent newsletter. Your gift is bringing salvation, healing, and deliverance to Israel and the world through television, internet, and crusade outreaches. Finally, many of us have been faithful to the Lord with our finances while living. For those of you who like to remember the Lord in your finances when you go to heaven, Click Will & Estate Gifts at DiscoveringTheJewishJesus.com
2: Since the beginning, humanity has longed to understand the true nature of reality. Connecting with our Creator and His supernatural power is the apex of human existence. Saturate your life with His supernatural power and presence. Expecting and experiencing the supernatural can be a regular way of life. In fact, it's how God wants to relate to you. In the book, Experiencing the Supernatural, Rabbi K.A. Schneider will help you discover the many ways you can live a supernatural life, step by step. Get your copy of Experiencing the Supernatural today.
0: I'm on the Mount of Olives, and I want to close the broadcast today by speaking the blessing that Father God said should be spoken over His people. In the book of Numbers, chapter 6, the Lord told Moses and Aaron, Speak these words over my people, and I will place my name upon them and bless them. Yavarecheche Yahweh Ya." Yahweh Vihun echa Yisayahwe Penave lecha sem lecha Shalom May Father God, Yahweh, the God of Israel, bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord your Father lift you up by His countenance. And Father God is gonna continue His beloved child to give you His peace. Revelation today for a brighter tomorrow. Find Discovering the Jewish Jesus on all your favorite social media outlets and stay up to
1: date on the content you love. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and
0: subscribe on YouTube. Connecting with Discovering the Jewish Jesus has never been easier.
3: Next time on Discovering the Jewish Jesus, Rabbi shares the steps you can take to interpret God's messages for you in your dreams. Don't miss this exciting episode.